Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Scatting coming to you live from North Carolina. And today is a beautiful day, crazy and wild weekend um, for the country in a good way uh, to some degree. Uh, and we want to get into that today. Uh, but first, again, we want to continue our journey uh, as we close out this week of the prayer points in the future war of the church from Chuck Pierce of dethroning the thrones of iniquity in our lives and in the places that the Lord has given us authority in. And today we want to start in Daniel 7, and we want to go through a short passage of the vision that Daniel had and look at uh, some of the key things here in establishing the throne of the Lord and how the Lord in this vision showed Daniel uh, the establishment of the reign of Jesus Christ in a in this vision and so we see here in the ancient of days reigns in, in passage in Daniel 7 verse 9 starting with I kept looking until thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat speaking of the Lord in this instance he says his vesture was like white snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was ablaze with flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads and upon myriads were standing before him. And the court sat, and the books were open. And this is where, uh, if you know Robert Henderson's book, The Courts of Heaven, where uh, part of where he gets this revelation from, um, and even uh, Natasha Gerbich out of South Africa with Ariel Gate which is where Robert got that um, understanding, a deeper understanding from there as well. Um, this is where they're pulling from this from. And so, and continuing on in verse 11 says, Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. So we see the defeat here. This is what Daniel is seeing. And then here going on in verse 13 14, the Son of Man is presented. And he, Daniel, I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a Son of Man was coming. And he came upon up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might that all the peoples of every nation's men of every language might serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed i wanted to read that to get to this this portion in this passage from chuck when he says he says daniel had a revelation of god's everlasting reigning power and the establishment of jesus on the throne 
and the defeat of the enemy there. He goes on to say, he says, The name of God, Ancient of Days, is a phrase that describes the everlasting God, one advanced in days or knowledge, the father of years, and one who forwards times or rules over it. The Ancient of Days has a covenant with the earth. In this covenant, the earth will be full of his purposes, and he will be long-suffering until all have heard. The heart of God is to form covenant with all peoples on the face of the earth and establish a house of prayer for each one, including those in your city. And this is where it comes between each of us individually. He says, ask the Lord to reveal himself to you and your region as the ancient of days through um, an establishing of a place of prayer. And, and that's really the purpose of what Chuck and his ministry is about, of establishing places of prayer, redeeming the time, um, getting people in line with the Lord and walking out, um, whatever the purpose is that God has for you and your regions, which is at the time um, he's done, you know, the 50 state tours, which I know you're all aware of. Um, so this all just kind of falls in line with that. And so that's one of the things we want to um, pray today is ask the Lord to reveal himself as the ancient of days, and not only in our lives, but in the regions and places of authority that the Lord has given us. And for us here, for the office, of, praying for the office of the president, is that's what we would hope and are going to continue to pray, um, whether it happens in our lifetime or the next, or after, <laughs> uh, um, that the Lord would reveal Himself to the office of the president, whoever is in there, whoever might potentially be running, uh, would establish Himself and and reveal Himself as the Ancient of Days to them. Hopefully now, if not in the days ahead. All right. So some things we want to get to in the news as we establish this principle here. Um, first, I want to start internationally. Some interesting things have happened, but I just want to touch on them. We'll see what happens because we want to see what what's really going on elsewhere. Be sober and aware, not just solely focused because our administration is involved in this. Is We're seeing in Iran that the attorney general of the state announced over the weekend at a religious conference the quote-unquote morality police that um, caused and sparked the complete outcry right now in Iran and the protest to come about for months upon time that look like they're going to continue to go on will be the morality police will be disbanded or have been disbanded it's one of the two and we're seeing that I think this is a proper response from um, our administration. Anthony Blinken basically says is we have to wait and see how this is really going to play out in practice. Okay, so they may they may say, okay, we're banning the morality police, but they're what they're not saying is they're removing the morality laws that the morality police was enforcing. Does now the rest of the police force and military? other organizations um, going to now enforce these morality laws. That's what they don't say. Um, and then Israel, the Jerusalem Post puts out an interesting piece saying basically that, look, you still have these, number one, you're still going to have these morality laws in place and you're still going to have these protests in place because it's people aren't protesting just because of the morality laws. And how this police force, this portion of the police force, attacked and brutally beat and murdered this woman, and are still beating, arresting, and and 
innocently killing people who are who are just wanting to stand up against this regime. You still have huge numbers of, of poverty, inflation, their economy being destroyed. And so this isn't necessarily, okay, they remove this, everybody's going to be happy. It's There's still going to be unrest. Um, and part of it is a needed unrest to try to upheal um, this tyrannical government overreach um, that has been in place for quite some time in Iran. And that's why the tariffs from the Trump administration were put in, was to hopefully harm the Ayatollahs enough to where the people would say, enough's enough, we want you out, we want to take over. And then there's a lot that has to happen in that place, um, but also the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, are causing a lot of things to happen as the Spirit of the Lord is revealing himself to those in Iran. Um, and it's an amazing miracle that's happening there, and part of this is because of what the Lord's doing, especially also with what's going on in China. Now, on the front in Ukraine, we're also seeing that Ukraine on a military base outside of Moscow in the region, I'm trying to make sure I get the region right, um, in Saratov, uh, bombed, You. it's believed that Ukraine via a drone bombed and took out uh, a ta- an oil tank, gas tanker, and then it that explosion took out uh, two TU-95 bombers, which are nuclear bombers, and that's the key thing. They took out nuclear bombers here. And the response from Russia is to go after more civilian sites, uh, some housing in the um, Kharkiv region and elsewhere. So Russia was not happy about this. And, and just something to pay attention to in this dispute is things, you know, they keep volleying big bombs back and forth. Um, this war rages on. And if you saw the um, events of this past weekend, how the EU tried to put an oil price cap on Russian oil, and Russia just basically said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, they'll go sell elsewhere as they have with China, Iran, um, and really anybody else. And because they know the EU needs their oil right now. They're like, There isn't a, oh, uh, if you don't do what we do, we're going to go over here. Is There is no over here. It's Russia or nobody else. Um, so Russia in this instant has some some leverage in this situation, but something to pay attention to as it does um, affect us here. Okay. Uh, in other news, before we get into some of the big, big Twitter news, is the – something to pay attention to. It's quite interesting is the – Democrats and Biden administration are pushing to have um, really New Hampshire and Iowa not be the primary states come the presidential primaries. They want to move it to uh, South Carolina, Georgia, or Michigan, uh, but the reality is that most likely won't go anywhere. It'll stay Iowa, New Hampshire, um, but the goal, and this is point, actually pointed out um, from MSCB's, in, in, NBC's Chuck Todd that if the Biden administration were to do this, this would actually hurt the progressives um, because they're just they're not well established to be able to be ready for this. And so, if you can get them out of the way, then you can have more of your mainline Democrats in place, which would quite actually be interesting. But in order to do this, you'd have to have the actual state legislatures, which in most of these states are Republican-led. You'd also want to have the Republican National Committee to go along with this plan. Um, they are not. Most legislatures are not. Georgia has said they will not. 
Um, so it's kind of a, a mom, but it's interesting to see these things kind of play out of the Biden administration. There is a split between old school Democrats, if you want to call that, more of your moderate Democrats and these these left wing um, progressive regressives, uh, as they should be called rather than progressives. Then you're seeing out of Georgia, the one of the state officials came out and said that with the state runoff election uh, coming to a close tomorrow, that you will most not likely not see the final results Tuesday night because of the amount of people who are voting, the mail-in votes, and all this other stuff that are happening. Well, we're going to have to wait till the next day, possibly later. Um, again, quite alarming that this is happening, basically telling you, yeah, there might be some things going on here, as we saw um, in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, California, everywhere there's universal mail-in balloting. Uh, some of these major issues arise and telling you, oh, we're going to delay it. Meanwhile, Florida, um, with millions more votes than most of these states, uh, can get it done within a matter of hours. So I think it's more of a matter of willpower than anything. So if anything, pray for the truth to come out and no nefarious actions to be had there. And look, what is being revealed right now should be a motivating factor for those who want biblical moral values to come forward. That because what is being reported now is that Democrats are outspending, are outpacing, are outvoting Republicans. And it's not a matter of whether there's enough votes there. It's a matter of are people actually going to get out and vote? In an election like this, this is about, it's about turnout. And right now, what it looks like is Democrats um, are getting out and voting. Or more so, those who are voting for Warnock are getting out and voting, and those who are voting for Walker are not. We'll see the final tally. Possibly now it looks like Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Uh, we don't fully know with what these state officials are saying, so we're going to have to wait and see, unfortunately, in this instance. Okay, now the big news from the weekend, Friday night. If you're not aware, Twitter has released internal files that are deemed Twitter files. Elon, what he's done is he's given these thousands of pages of internal documents and communications between executives, people in the company, and outside contacts, to say the least, to a couple of journalists, former New York Times journalists, researchers, people who have done breaking news, and, and are letting them look through it. Because he wants transparency to come forward. Now, I want to go through portions of this, um, talk about some responses, and then talk about some actions afterwards. So we see the release Friday night, and what we saw was a complete cooperation between executives high up within the organization. Uh, one who was a former FBI... Um, Agent correspondent, somebody who worked for the FBI, and Jim Baker, if you know that name, should sound familiar, as he was in, heavily involved in the, the um, Russia collusion case, uh, going back to when President Trump was in office. Uh, so there's some nefarious actors involved here. And what it shows is that Twitter intentionally took action on the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now... This is just the first portion of this. Um, the gentleman, uh, Matt, I'm probably going to butcher it, Tabia, uh, Tabia uh, who 
broke the stuff Friday night, broke these stories Friday night, said there will be more. This was the first round of what he's finding. and He's continuing to go through it. And what you're seeing from those on the left is that they, number one, didn't say anything for at least 24 hours, and most haven't really done a, a big headline story talking about this, even though this is the news of the day and something that should be talked about. The Washington Post took 24 hours and basically said, well, the Hunter Biden laptop story is nothing. It's nothing to worry about. Who cares? Um, the Biden team wasn't the president then, so he didn't break any First Amendment laws. He didn't do anything that was harmful or, or something to worry about. Who cares? Even if he did it, blah, 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 whatever. Just kind of throw it under the bus um, which is – it's quite interesting because they were the ones to silence it in the first place saying that it was Russia disinformation because of this actions by Twitter and other reports from people within the government and other news organizations. And the question is, well, it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the election. And in reality, you don't know that. If the truth was presented to people and voters, would they have actually voted for somebody like this? Now, with that being said, there are still more – things to come and musk comes out and says that he says look there's more things that are coming out he's also given some information to a former new york times journalist uh, barry weiss who she can be left-leaning but she's also okay she stands for free speech to say the least she was the um person who had the interview with benjamin netanyahu the other day um about talking about what's coming with Israel and the relations with America. And so she is understanding um, the importance of this information and will hopefully stand up and report the truth from what she sees of the thousand, remind you, of the thousands of pages of documents and correspondence between those within Twitter um, and outside the organization. Uh, and it looks like today that um, Matt Tabia is actually starting to put more stuff out. So We'll, I'll go through that later today to see what's in it. It's just a lot of things. And, and, and something that's interesting is that Twitter took the action themselves to silence it. There were people within Twitter who said, hey, this is a problem. Like, we shouldn't put this out. Like, how can we just – we can't really justify this based upon our rules. And they just made things up all along the way. And was it Don Jr. put out this weekend? He said, you know, the batting average for those who are considered conspiracy theorists is a lot better than those who are considered established um, and, and the authority figures that we should actually look at. So we're seeing that. And the silence from the left mainstream media is really deafening in this instance. CNN right now is talking about other things, ABC, NBC, they're not talking about this. They're talking about stories about, ooh, let's change in the, the primary caucuses and stuff like that. That's why I wanted to bring that up because that's what they're focusing on, which is really a nothing burger. And they're trying to say that this story um, about the Hunter Biden laptop story is a nothing burger when in reality it's heavily involved and still yet to be determined the full length of how involved the administration and other government officials were involved in this as well. Now, getting to some things that have recently broke is that Elon also put out there, he said – that Twitter and employees, since they were involved in control of the company at the time of the um, Brazilian election, might have been involved in, in censoring some things there. Talk about foreign interference. which go, This goes back to, to um, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Just you blame others for what you yourself have done. Which Didn't they blame Trump for this very thing? Didn't they say this happened in our election? 
but yet they're doing it. Involvement, what it looks like, accusing uh, allegedly from Elon, and if that's true, what what happens there? Um, you also, yes, uh, Katie Hobbs is involved. <laughs> is that now it's come out through emails involving Twitter officials and Katie Hobbs that she um, asked for certain contents and profiles to be silenced before this last election, meaning some stories about her um, were silenced. And this is the person who's number one running for governor, who is and was at the time when she committed, she had these conversations, interactions, is the Secretary of State for Arizona, and is also the person involved with confirming the election results of this recent election. You talk about like interference you talk about collusion this, this is allegedly <laughs> for uh censorship stakes for youtube and facebook again follow us on rumble in case anything gets knocked off here at uh christmas report and our, our pipeline pages as well that you were asked to silence and pull down flagging an unidentified twitter profile This is this is quite alarming. Um, now you also have what, what is hilarious involved in all of this is the former head, uh, former senior director of head of trust and safety, Yal Roth complained on basically the new left's Twitter called Mast a site called Mastodon that they've all gone to and it's it's being just blowing up incredibly. Because surprise, surprise, people who censor uh, people on the right are now only involved with people on the left on Mastodon, and they're censoring everybody. And it's, it's driving the the people who are running that um, company insane. Says that publicly posting the names of frontline employees, uh, content moderation puts them in harm's way, and is a fundamental un unacceptable thing to do. Which is quite interesting, because when he flagged and put censored people, they lost their jobs. If, even if they were associated with people lost their careers, were hurt by this very thing, and you're saying, well, posting these things that these people did is, is so wrong. We shouldn't do this. It, it's, just, it's just very rich, to say all the least. Now, the question is, what's going to come of this? Will the FBI, will somebody actually investigate, do something with this? Still yet to be determined. Um, doesn't look like it because the Biden administration is involved. Um, if anything, it's going to bring about kind of what Chris Reed prophesied the other day, and something we'll go through later uh, today as well at noon prayer of how basically Biden will be in office, but um, he'll really lose his authority within within the office and possibly be taken the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Maybe that comes about. I, who knows? Um, but if the Biden administration's smart, they say, okay, go ahead, um, go after Biden, uh, go after Hunter Biden, we'll just pardon him at the end of it, which you, if they, they should want to get a wrap on that and get, get to it real fast before Biden gets put out of office. So we'll see what happens, but at least the truth is coming out. Yes, the exposed, exposed. If you remember back, um, I, a year, year and a half ago, Dutch and, and, and Clay, were, when they were praying in, in Pennsylvania and places around Washington, D.C., he just kept getting exposure, exposure, exposure's coming. And it's taken time. It looked crazy. We thought exposure was happening. But now we're seeing more and more exposure um, was happening. 
and and when there was a a conversation that Elon Musk had this weekend uh, a Saturday night about why somebody asked him the question of why what was the final straw that broke the camel's back for him to want to buy Twitter and he basically said um, he called it his biological neural link which is the Holy Spirit basically was like yeah you need to do this like you need to buy this and I think the Lord is is operating and, and through him um, to do this and expose this stuff and there's a host of other issues. Um, if you understand the term Neuralink, um, the fact that he said biological Neuralink is just, it's another story and, and, and thing to go on. And, and maybe one day I'll, I'll get into that. But it's funny to see how God is using somebody like this um, in this situation. Now, so we see the less response. We see what's happening and, and the potential of more to come. Something troubling that did come out this weekend is that Trump came out and said, because this involves the office of the president, and because he's announced his candidacy for president, this is why I'm bringing this up, is that he said, because of what's happened with this Hunter Biden story and Twitter, he said, this allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even in the Constitution. Basically, let's put a pause to laws, let's go after everything, which is completely the wrong stance to take as a president, as anything. But think about this. Is in Trump's mistake, everybody is now going to say, no, we need to uphold the Constitution, we need to apply the laws, we need to stand for it in this. Whether Trump is doing this intentionally or not, this is really 4D chess about to come out and play. And Trump tends to do this. And this is Trump's MO. He says things he doesn't maybe fully believe, maybe doesn't, to test the waters. And I'm not saying he's doing this in this case, but... God could be using this in an instance of Trump's mistake in really exposing people. If they say, okay, we shouldn't do, we shouldn't get rid of the Constitution, we should uphold it, then he's going to say, cool, let's start upholding it. Let's look at it and let's actually uphold the Constitution. That could be the, a good thing to come out of that. And hopefully, let's pray that it does um, in establishing it there. So. Still more to come out on this, um, some things that are very revealing. Yes, you know, the the dam is breaking in instance. Um, the exposing is coming. But this is one of those things where we really need to keep our emotions in check because while this is happening on the government front, is they're going to entrench themselves. They know now that their private conversations at Twitter and everything they did at Twitter is very revealing. Now what happens, the question is, if you think Twitter's bad, what about Facebook, where there's been known revelations already of where government officials have said, we've, we've been in contact with Facebook. We've been in contact with YouTube for censoring. Will those revelations come out? And this conversation blows out the water. The testimonies that Jack Dorsey and Twitter's lawyers uh, have said before Congress and, and, and committees and testimonies that no... Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube are not involved in being a publisher, meaning they're not the ones who determine the content that comes out on the platforms of what people see, when in reality this shows actually you are, which deals with Section 230, quote-unquote protections, and really um, limiting the amount of taxes that these companies have to pay because, well, they're up-and-coming businesses, they need help, even though Twitter just sold for $44 billion. Um... So a lot of this exposing is coming. 
at the end of the day, we'll see the results. Will anything get done? I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, can the Lord do anything? Will these investigations from the Republicans coming in the House do anything? It's still yet to be determined. Um, and with the Re Democrats sitting in the White House and sitting and controlling the FBI, CIA, all these other organizations, I think we have to ask ourselves is the reality of this is – and seek the Lord for this. I, I don't know the answer fully yet, but it's not – Something where it's like, all right, we got them. They're going to get arrested. They're going to like, it's not that right now. Um, so we'll see there. And then some interesting news because this will involve the Republican platform coming um, forward in the 2024 election is that it has been announced that obviously we know Lee Zeldin will possibly run for RNC chair against Ronald McDonald. Uh, but now um, California lawyer. Um, Harmet Dilhan has reportedly said she announced a plan to challenge uh, Ronna McDonald. Um, there's also been a, another uh, candidate, Mercedes Schlapp, who is a former top Trump White House official um, who is the wife to American Conservative Union Chairman Matt Schlapp. So, uh, she's more of an established candidate, but Dilhan is um, very involved, in, especially in this case in Arizona with the governor's election and is involved in a lot of cases involving Trump and election interference over the last several years. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, concerns that both New York and Demo California Republicans are running for this, and they really have a warped sense of... Um, Establishing laws and involvement in government uh, and, and dealing with our freedoms because even some of the, the COVID policies and, and, and governmental overreach, they're okay with. In some instances, Lee Zeldin even came out the other day and said he's okay with uh, uh, ballot harvesting. Republicans need to get better at it than Democrats. Um, so some prayer needs to be had there um, on who's going to lead that party moving forward. Um, there's been the prayer and, and, and the prophetic that you know Louisiana needs to step up and have a voice. Um, maybe there's somebody from Louisiana who could step up and have a voice whether that be running for this office or another office elsewhere. So um, hopefully uh, you guys are caught up on events from this weekend. I try to do my best to get to it. There's a lot. Uh, uh, yes, Mike Lindell as well. Most likely won't. He's too polarizing of a candidate. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. Uh, uh, um, but there's a lot that happened over the weekend, so I just want to update, especially on the Twitter stuff, because that's very important, whether the mainstream media, news media is reporting about it. So I think it's important that we share that and spread that news um, and make sure people are aware that, yes, what these quote unquote conspiracy theorists were saying actually is true. And once again, they are right. And the mainstream media is is not um, reporting things accurately as they have a duty to do, not only because of the positions that they're in as journalists, but to help inform people on what is actually going on out there um, and to sit there and say that, well, this wouldn't have changed the events of the last election is you, you don't know that. Like you, you can't say that for certain. You can't say you can predict the future when you, you really don't know what would have happened if people would have known the truth. Um, so we're going to continue to do our best to stay up to date, stay informed, and hopefully inform you guys to continue to pray um, for the ancient of days to arise and establish himself um, in our regions and in the places of authority that the Lord has called us to and in, in places where we're calling to pray, called to pray for. Um, and in this instance, praying for the office of the president. So blessings to each and every one of you. Don't forget today at noon, we're going to continue going through the um, 
prophetic encounters that uh, Chris Reed has gone out and, and talked about and really just gone out on a limb for the Lord. And so we want to keep you guys updated on that and, and give some insights to that as well. So um, be sure to tune in there and again tomorrow morning as I continue on this journey of praying for this nation and the office of the president. Blessings, and I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.